Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by basically our whole 3T family this morning. We got the fastest growing influencer in the node space and one of the most well-connected influencers, Mario. The node defender is here to bring us some crypto gems. The funniest Italian in crypto, top crypto researcher on the planet, also known as the shock jockey of the XRP army, Mr. Johnny Crypto is here to drop some knowledge. We have the OG crypto Goliath and head of 3T security, also known as the proud husband of Shelly. Gonzo is here on this beautiful Friday morning, as well as Jackie's here. I'm not sure she's on stream. I accidentally skipped her introduction, so we'll just keep the ball rolling and go to NFT Tones. He's famous for crypto gains and stays focused on shooting virtual brains. NFT Tones is here on this Friday to bring some knowledge to our community. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing Elon Musk buys Twitter from funding with several crypto-friendly companies. Could this be another catalyst for mainstream adoption? Over 90% of Americans are concerned about rising inflation, yet less than 20% have taken action to protect themselves. We discuss why Americans have not bought assets that hedge against inflation. GTA is rumored to be adding crypto and NFTs to continue to create value in communities worldwide. Our NFT expert, Mr. NFT Tones, brings our listeners three projects we should all be aware of. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So we got our whole family here this morning. NFT Tone, super excited to have you, bro. But we'll start at the top, Mr. Johnny Crypto. We started 10 minutes late, but I know you're going to bring the energy. Let's get this thing rolling. How are you feeling on this Friday? Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Oh, this thing's not working right. What the hell is going on? Anyway, uh, yeah, it's Friday. Everything's great. I'm back in black and uh, looking forward to a great show today, boys. So let's let's roll. Back in black. He took too much criticism last Friday when he wore the white shirt, so he had to rep the, the Black Warriors gear. We'll go to the Node Defender next. Mario, I know you have an amazing weekend planned with your family, so thank you for joining us today. How are you feeling on this Friday morning? Feeling great. Like, honestly, that the market is down, but I'm trying to stay positive, trying to spread some of that positive energy out there. Uh, I made a thread on Twitter this morning just kind of explaining my story of when, when I got into crypto and how the sentiment was when we hit the bear market. So I'm just hoping that it keeps people's, uh, you know, energy up and, you know, looking the future look bright. So don't, don't get too focused on, on the now, but look at the future. A hundred percent. And we're going to dive deep into that right after we get through our introductions to you, which I'm super excited about Gonzo head of three T security. How's it feel to get the promotion and thank you for saving us again today. You've saved us twice this week with guests. So thank you very much, Gonzo. Always happy to have you. 
Yeah, happy to be here, Abs. I, I love you guys. You know, I love spending time with you. Uh, yesterday was a great day with Cinco de Mayo. We did a bunch of uh, AMAs. Last night, we did one with uh, Mexi. Uh, and it, it just started off with like Crypto Wendy was on there. And then uh, a lot of the people from the VFriends community. So we had a great time last night. So still kind of buzzing off that energy. But um, uh, yeah, you know, I'm a little bit just, I guess, weird. W when the market... Uh, corrects like this and Bitcoin drops, I get excited because I just start like, you know, Johnny talks about, I just start implementing my dollar cost average. I understand where this is going to go in the future. And I have that long-term time horizon. So I get excited because I see how much price appreciation I'm going to get in the future. So. Awesome. I love having you on because you always bring really good insight and perspective. And you're one of the fan favorites. We heard from Julissa. Her son says you're the favorite member of our team. So that's awesome. And that's a caveat to you. NFT Tones, super excited to have you on this Friday. You're looking amazing as always. Why don't you reach over and give your dad a fresh one while you tell us your introduction? <laughs> I don't need to. You already got one. <laughs> uh, that's why you got to pay attention when you uh, wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. You don't want to. <laughs> that's a very dangerous task, folks. Be careful when you go to the bathroom at nighttime. So, NFT Tones, I'm curious, what are some of the things you're going to talk about today and some of the value you're going to provide for our listeners? So, the first thing we're going to talk about today is spider tanks. Then, next thing is the upcoming Alluvium sale. Finally, last, we're going to be talking about 12 AAA games coming to the NFT space that I want to bring to your guys' attention because I think they could be huge. And here on tonight, around 7 p.m. Eastern, I'll also be live streaming. So, keep an eye out on that. Awesome. Ando, do us a favor and step a little bit closer to the mic. It was difficult to hear you there, but we had Jackie jump into the live stream at the perfect time. So Jackie, super excited to have you. You're an official promoter of the Step In NFT project. That's the rumor out there. So feel free to promote your thing. How are you feeling on this Friday? I feel great. Having having technical difficulties um, to the max this whole week with my computer, but I'm so glad I'm surrounded by so many techie nerds in this space. So I'm sure I'll be okay. Okay, eventually. <laughs> uh, I wonder who she's talking about, Mario. <laughs> I, I don't know who she's talking about. But honestly, this all is a record breaking. <laughs> Sorry, Jackie, go ahead. Oh, I just said all of you. <laughs> yeah, and this is a record breaking platform, people. We have six members of our team, and that's why I said almost half of the entire team is here this morning. So we're going to do some amazing things, but we'll hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account on Twitter at 3TGM Crypto, where you get access to our entire team. Please go tweet at us. Do what you got to do. We'll always get back to you. Today on the Fear and Greed Index, we are showing a 22. We are back in the extreme fear range. Johnny Crypto, possible time for accumulation, as you always say. But do you have any quick comments on this Friday? You know, I mean, yeah. So when you look at the chart, what the, what the market makers did today is they, um, let me see if I can actually share this with you. You can see that they pulled it. So what they like to do is really kind of shake and scare people, right? So what they did, if you look at the chart here, there, you know, there's a trend line that kind of formed the bottom, the green line here. And what you'll see is you'll see this red candle that they yanked it below the trend line. So what that, yeah, thank you. So what that does, so this little candle you see that's below that green trend line, what that does is that scares all the technical traders who are following this and like, oh shit, we broke the line and now they're all going to start selling. So everybody's now going to go into the bear market mode mentally. And when that happens, then, then the market makers screw everybody and go the other way. So I think we might be getting maybe close. I mean, look at this, look at this drop. This has been happening, what, since April? 
we've been going down. So yeah, I think I think what you're gonna see here, Abs, is uh, the makers are playing games. I think they're trying to get that final shakeout to see how low they can pull it, right? Where all the weak hands drop out, and then I think this thing's gonna flip. So that that's my personal opinion. I think we're we're hopefully getting near the end of this pain, but I could be wrong. Maybe they're gonna drop it another whole leg down. Who knows? But that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm watching right now. Awesome. Thank you, Johnny. And we're going to hop into the total coin market cap today. We are seeing some massive regressions within the market, not only on Bitcoin, but especially on altcoins. We are sitting at 1.65 trillion in global market cap this morning. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 41% dominance. Ethereum still below that 20%. Bitcoin is sitting at $36,200 flat this morning, under 700 billion in total market cap. Very interesting stuff. We're going to dive into that later in the episode. Ethereum is 2,700. XRP is holding 60 cents, slightly positive. I know we are ranging real, real low right now, but it's interesting to see us hold that 60 cent support. We've got Cardano at 78 cents, Kronos 27 cents, Algorand 65 cents. I think this is one of the best buying opportunities in the entire market. We saw the FIFA adoption. We have Crypto Mason talking about Algorand every single day on his channel, and I do think he's a trusted influencer. We have Stellar sitting at 16.9 cents this morning. Possible great opportunity for accumulation. And Hedera Hashgraph has found a local bottom at 13 and a half cents. We'll start off with the Goliath here. Gonzo, what are you watching this morning and how do you feel about the market? Are you getting scared out by some of this bearish price action? No, um, absolutely not. Because, you know, I understand the technology and where we're going. So what I would say to the audience is, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, especially when they're new to the crypto market, that, you know, you, they always have this feeling like, did I miss out? And, you know, I wish I was around in 2017 or 20 you know, 2011, 2013, whatever it is, when Bitcoin was at these uh, you know, super cheap prices. Well, this is exactly what people have been asking for, right? To get into good entry points. And so, um, yeah, so I just deploy my dollar cost average. Like you just said, like HBAR, are you kidding me? Even XLM, right? Uh, we, we've had XRP Jenna on here and she, you know, she's given her opinion on XLM. But if you don't have any XLM, what a great price to start dollar cost averaging into, right? Can we go lower? Yeah, we've talked about this, right? Um, we're, we got to see what Bitcoin does. Like if it goes down to like 30,000, that's something that I think that we've all expected. It's not until we get below 30,000 that we're going to start to have major, major problems. But um, that's why we tell people dollar cost average. That way you can buy some now. If it goes down a little bit lower, you buy some more. If it goes a little bit higher, then, you know, you, you buy a little and then it all ends up averaging it out. Right. And so that's, but this is what people have been asking for. So in Gargo, our community, at least. I have two questions for you, right? My first question would be, do you anticipate Bitcoin going below 30,000? And my second question would be, as you look at this stellar price chart, we peaked at about 70 cents exactly one year ago from today. And we had the bottom of the altcoin cycle come directly 12 months after the bull run in 2017. So this could be the bottom of the Bitcoin, or sorry, the bottom of the altcoin cycle, meaning that a lot of these coins are at ideal buying opportunities. What are some of your thoughts? Yeah, and I've said this before. I, I don't I, I just don't see us going below thirty thousand, right? I think we might get some candle wicks to, you know, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, but like on the daily, I just don't see that. You know, anything is possible in the matrix. So that's what I'm watching for. So can we go a little bit lower? Yeah. But that's why I pay attention to like the individual um altcoins and I see how much they've pulled back from their all time highs. If we're at 95 percent, to me, that's a good time to get in, right? And so uh, that's why it's important to know what kind of investor you are. And, you know, you've done your research, know what cryptocurrencies you want to invest in so that when we get days like this, you can just start implementing your dollar cost average strategy. And it, we always ask for opportunities like this. Yet when they roll around, we're fearful. It's very counterintuitive, but I'd like to go to the exactly. no defender next. 
Mario got a ton of positive comments. You crushed it on yesterday's episode from your macroeconomics outlook. That was amazing. So I'd like to give you the floor. How are you feeling on this bearish, bearish price action? Are you continuing to dollar cost average? And what's your overall sentiment on the market? You've been on this channel for a few weeks saying we are in a confirmed bear market. Are you standing by that? And is this reassuring for you? I am. And uh, I, I don't really want to, I don't really, I don't really want to push a negative uh, energy towards this. I want to make sure that this comes across in the, in the, in the best positive way possible to kind of give people an outlook. But I, I feel compelled to have to say this. I do think that the, the crypto market, Bitcoin in general, will go down further just because I was there in 2018. You know, nobody thought we were ever going to go below 10 and we did go below 10,000, you know, way below 10,000. So I know that a lot of people say this time is different because we have institutions and we have big support at 30,000 because Michael Saylor this, Michael Saylor that. But guys, like if if things get scary economically, if there's a, some kind of recession, we will see lower prices. I personally think we will lose the 30,000 and I, I don't think we'll go below 20, but I honestly think we'll range between 20 and 30 at some point. And again, I'm not saying this to put fear. I'm just giving my opinion. I'm not trying to be a negative guy or a bearish, you know, the bear is in town. No, that's not what it is. I'm just trying to make sure that people that are new to the space, especially feel prepared if the time does come. Um, yeah. And, and take a long, like I said, I did, I did a, a Twitter thread this morning, take a long-term approach. Just even if you bought a local top, you know, 10 years from now, chances are you'll look back and you're going to be up significantly because if you bought the local top in 2018, which was 20,000 or close to 20,000, you're up now. Or if you bought a local top back in 2013, you would be way up now. So the point is the crypto market is still so young and so premature that there's still so much space for growth. And even if we go down to like a 20,000 or, or a 25,000, well, we might not break the 30,000 like Gonzo just said. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but all I can speak is from my experience and from, from the gut feeling that I have just based on what happened in 2018. And it's always easier to be bullish than bearish. So I respect you a lot for coming out and saying that you, you believe we're in a bear market because a lot of people wouldn't do that. But listen, my only argument against the bear market is that we see so much institutional buying in the mid to high $20,000 range. I agree with what Gonzo said. We're in a bearish trend. We may even see that $28,000, $27,000 range for Bitcoin. But I think it'll be short-lived. It'll be bought up very quickly. And because it's Jackie's first episode, I'd love to hear your sentiment on the market before we hop into our articles. Are you bearish? Are you bullish? And do you think we're going to remain above this $30,000 mark? Um, gosh. I I would say, I honestly, I think we could go below 30. That is my that is my opinion. Um, and, and another strong support is at 20,000, uh, like Mario was saying. So I, I really don't like saying one way or the other because I don't want anyone to hold me to anything. Um, but I, I do believe it's definitely possible to go below 30. That is, that's my personal opinion. Awesome. And Johnny Crypto, just to summarize it here, above or below 30, what's your thought? Oh, we'll, we'll probably get some candles below. The market makers are going to want to shake the shit out of people. So what Gonzo saying is right. It'll, you know, we'll, we'll tap 28, 29, um, but I don't think we're going to 20. I, I don't think we're in that. I don't think we're going that far back if we do. Be, be grateful to be able to buy Bitcoin at that price and, and all the other altcoins that are going to go with it at that prices. I'm backing the truck up. I'm selling the kids. I'm selling everything, and I'm buying as much altcoin as I can at that point. It's always the kids that are first to go, Johnny, so they must be worth a lot of money. NFT Tones, do you think we're staying above 30 or are we going below 30000 
You're on mute. You're muted, NFT Sons. I definitely think we're going below 30. Um, I, oh, and I just lost my screen. Ah, there we go. So I definitely think we're going below 30. It, definitely with this bear market right now, um, it's inevitable, I feel like, only because like with everything going on, there's too much fear. And so I feel like a lot of people are going to paper hand a lot of things as of right now. Awesome. Thank you. And we're going to hop into this thing with our first article for today. Lawmakers, SEC commissioner, slam chair Gary Gensler for focusing on crypto enforcement. Several U.S. lawmakers and a commissioner within the Securities and Exchange Commission have voiced concerns about the securities regulator expanding its crypto enforcement unit. We covered this last week. They are hiring 20 new employees, and they've seen massive backlash from other officials in the U.S. government. We even had SEC Commissioner Hester Pierce, also known as the Crypto Mom, say the SEC is a regulatory agency with an enforcement division, not an enforcement agency. So why are they leading with enforcement in crypto? Very counterintuitive. But we also had powerful statements from congressmen here, sitting that SEC chairs Gary Gensler regulation by enforcement is stifling American innovation, which is stuff we talk about every day on this channel. The more there's a there's a common fallacy out there saying the more employees at the SEC hides, the better the regulatory body will be. But this is not true. And we even had a uh, American representative, Warren Davidson, say the more labor and the more the more value is created. No, that's a fallacy in economics and it's a fallacy in regulation. I wonder how many taxpayers are being wasted in Gary Gensler's personal crusade against the crypto industry. And I want to have read one more quote here before I kick it around the group. We had a quote from Representative. Bill can't pronounce his last name. Congress should not secede its authority to Gary Gensler. The SEC's desire to use regulation by enforcement to provide clarity for digital asset markets is a power grab. We need responsible solutions, not people attacking and and hindering growth in America. So Johnny Crypto is holding up a 100% sign. How do you feel about the SEC taking this into their own, own hands and regulating by enforcement? I, I love the congressman. He's spot on. They're sp- listen. I don't know if people know how our constitute, how our how our government works. Congress is supposed to make the laws, and then the agencies can go ahead and enforce them, right? So we don't want to see the SEC coming up and, and enforcing this thing. The co- Congress should step up and do their job and pass the right laws and regulation. And we know Biden has asked them and the agencies to do that. And the agencies that should do what they're supposed to be doing. And as crypto mom, God bless her soul, we love her, was saying that the SEC agency is supposed to be there to create uh, regulation. And then they have a small arm that's supposed to then enforce it. But first you have to create. But they're not doing that right now. And that's what's mind boggling here in this whole process. So kudos to this congressman because he's right. Congress should not exceed their authority to Gensler. It's not their job to do that. It's Congress's job. Congress just needs to step the freak up. Yes, I'd love to go to the Node Defender next. Mario, what were some of your thoughts? I got a little bit distracted by the live chat there, Johnny. Sorry about that. But Mario, I'd like to kick it to you next. What are you thinking? I think, I, I don't know. It, it's we know, that, we know that there's regulation coming. That's 100% guaranteed. You know, crypto needs regulation in order to continue to be adopted, especially if we really want this huge, massive mass adoption. There's going to have to be regulation because in the U.S., I, I see the reason why a lot of a lot of companies or a lot of institutions that have not yet moved towards crypto, it's because it kind of lacks clarity, right? They're they're afraid that they're going to get into crypto and then have the SEC or some other f- form of of enforcement come after them. So it, it's positive. 
it's good to see that we are moving towards regulation because it just means that the the this this market is finally starting to get their attention to the point where they need to bring in regulation to continue the adoption. So it's exciting. Um, maybe it's going to be negative for the short term, and maybe it could be what drives the market down even further. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here, but but at the end. At, at the end of the day, Johnny, it's it's what the uh, it's what the crypto market needs to, to be positive long term. I think every time somebody says that they should donate one XRP, I should get one XRP. <laughs> That's gonna it's be my new world. You would think that. You keep the sheep, just send one XRP. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd love to go to Gonzo next. Gonzo, what sticks out to me in this article is that it's undeniable this is a power grab by the SEC. The federal government has given them no jurisdiction to regulate by enforcement. But guys like Gary Gensler want to manage this market and want to be known in retrospect as the man who brought regulatory clarity here. We're yet to see institutions. We're yet to see hedge funds. We have SEC commissioners criticizing their own agency about the way they're regulating this thing. So we know we're on the right side of the fence. I think in retrospect, this lawsuit is going to be used as a catalyst for banks and institutions to get involved in crypto because there will be clarity around specific projects. What are some of your thoughts? Uh, you know, I think we're going to see this more and more like the congressman speaking up. But uh, Johnny's right. Like, that's their job. They're supposed to create the laws. Right. And then the SEC is supposed to execute and make sure that they're following the laws, but they're not doing that. Right. And so um, it, it just be, just because of my personal opinions of how I feel about government. Right. I, I feel like we're going to see this more and more. But it, it, it all just depends on what their intentions are, because sometimes it feel like he like he's saying it's a power grab. Right. And it's also. Um, you know, we vote them into their jobs, right? So I feel like a lot of them are going to start speaking up and a lot of them are going to start trying to either regulate or say the ones they saved crypto or they wrote the law that saved crypto so that later on they could either get reelected, right? Or when they retire, they can go on these speaking engagements and get paid tons of money like we've already seen with uh, Janet Yellen, right? How much money she made for her speaking engagements. So hopefully their intentions are in the right place and they really are trying to um, grow the space and to regulate it so that um, so that they don't hamper the space, right? But um, I don't know, with some of them, I feel like it's, they just want that claim to fame and they're either using it so that they can get reelected or for later on, they can use it in their career so they can be, you know, hey, I'm the one that regulated crypto or I'm the one that saved crypto. And so here's what concerns I guess we'll me. See. Sorry to cut you off, Gonzo. No, go ahead. Here's what concerns me about what, what we're witnessing here. You met, you brought up Janet Yellen, right? So in two 45-minute speeches, she made $7 million from Citibank. Every year, U.S. taxpayers fill her pockets with $200,000 cash. So she can make $7 million in 90 minutes from banks, or she can wait an entire year and make $200,000. So when she's creating these regulations and she's speaking in front of people, Congress, whoever, who do you think she's voting for? Who do you think's back she has? She's she's voting for the banks. She's she has the banks backs and she's pushing that narrative. She's not for the people, which is very, very frustrating. And you brought up an interesting point about the narrative when it comes to SEC officials. Right. We have SEC officials who come from companies like Simpson and Thatcher who publicly promote Ethereum, go get elected as an official, come in, promote Ethereum from within the SEC. Then they get a paycheck from Simpson and Thatcher for over three and a half million dollars. And I'm talking about William Hinman. This is all public information. They retire from the SEC and go back to the same firm. So how is that legal? How is that not a conflict of interest? But we have Jackie popping off in chat right now. Jackie, you're the adult of the group, so I'm here to hear your rational approach. What do you think about the SEC, how they're regulating by enforcement, and the way that they're just they're grabbing this industry by the neck? They're not letting us breathe. They're not letting us innovate. What are some of your thoughts? 
Yeah, I do agree a lot with what Gonza said that a lot of them, you know, it's kind of their personal agenda and, and whether it's a reelection term, things, things like that are up for grabs. Right. So that's, I definitely do agree with Gonzo in that sense. I was actually just thinking about, I think they probably have their own personal like fear greed index where it's like favorable, unfavorable. So they probably like look at that on a constant basis and swing one way or the other, depending on what, how the public looks at them. But I, yeah, I would say that that's probably, I mean, at the end of the day, ha, Johnny, um, that's, you know, everyone's worried about themselves. So I really, especially government officials, I, yeah, uh, we're the last ones they're thinking about. And that's, I mean, that's human nature in general, right? I mean, we all think about us and our families first. That's kind of our natural tendency to do so. But I mean, you should be in a position like that. You should be taking um, a responsibility and a weight upon your shoulders of others as well. But I, I guarantee, and we all know that's not happening. Yeah, Jackie, and if I can just add two things before we kick it to NFT tones. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is worth over $200 million, yet her paycheck from the American government is less than a quarter million a year. Uh, Gary Gensler is worth over $100 million, yet his paycheck from the U.S. government is $200,000 a year. I can go on and on about these U.S. officials who are somehow worth nine figures, yet every single year they're only getting $200,000, maybe even less from their taxpayers. So who are they representing when they're when they're creating these policies? It's insider trading. It's legal insider trading. Friends exchanging information with one another. Nancy Pelosi, and this thing might get taken down. I don't know. But Nancy Pelosi has publicly done insider trading with Tesla, with, with a lot of these major market shares. I probably should have deep dive on the specifics of it. But I know that this information is out there. And for anyone who's willing to look it up, you can expose these politicians for who's putting money in their pockets because that's who their interests are for. Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours. Actually, it's funny you say that. So I have a good friend of mine. We were talking about this yesterday. And literally, we were saying we should, we should as, as citizens, we should force all of our politicians to wear a badge, a donor badge on their shoulder that says how much money they got and who they got it from. And then you'll see who they really represent. So you are 100% right. They don't represent us. They don't go to Congress for a paycheck. They don't give a shit about 100 grand. They go for the power grab and the connections it gets so they can fill their pockets. And that's what they're doing. They, there was a study that showed these guys go into the Congress. They're making 100, 200 grand a year. And they come out and they're 8, 10. Their, their net worth is $20 million. That's why they're getting into Congress. So they can enrich themselves and screw us in the background and make it look like they're they're helping us. When mean, Meanwhile, all they're doing is filling their pockets. So I want to see donor badges. Show me your donor badge. Show me where you're getting your money from. So at least I know who the hell you're representing because I know they ain't representing us. And that's the bottom line. You're spot on, Johnny. And this is a crazy conversation because we're going to have to switch gears to some gaming information. It would not be a Friday if we didn't cover some NFTs and some play-to-earn topics. NFT Tones, I know you got some Gala Games updates for our listeners out there. So the floor is yours. You're muted, Ando. Over for 2. I keep doing that, damn it. All right. So first thing we got is my screen sharing. Or did it not share? All right. Awesome. So uh, first thing we got over here is Spider Tanks May Mayhem Play Now. So Spider Tanks is giving players a chance to win $1.5 million in May prizes. And I find that insane because Gala is going above and beyond what they are providing for the gaming community. And it's just insane because right now they have, they're doing test coin, which will, when that ends, as you can see, you'll start to officially earn silk. 
And so this is kind of like Materium and where you play, you can earn. And they also said that um, land will be able to earn in this. And so like, this is what happens week one. If you play at the beginning, if you are in the first top two, basically the top 10%, you get 125K split among the top 10%. But I believe as you go further down, payouts would be distributed per rarity of tanks. And this is based on most wins. So each week it changes. So if you're going to get involved, it's best to get in early and try to earn as much silk as you can because kind of like materium it could be worth a lot you never know because silk will be end up will end up actually be used in game for upgrades and so right now first week of may you can't actually do upgrades but eventually second week you'll actually be able to upgrade your tanks and see what you can do with your tanks as you level them up and by owning a tank you'll actually be able to earn more so what's cool about Gala Games here is that they are actually allowing people to play for free. So newcomers can come into the ecosystem and see the positive uh, impact that Web3 actually has on their lives. So I'm really excited for what Spider Tanks is uh, doing and what they have coming. I think this is going to be awesome. And I'm really excited. This is what I'll be streaming tonight just to let everyone know. Of course, Speaking of that, people want to know if that's going to be live. Uh, is it going to be recorded on though or no? Yeah, I'm going to uh, keep it on my uh, YouTube. Awesome. And I want to go to Gonzo here. Gonzo, what are some of your thoughts on what uh, NFT Tones had to say? Well, I just wanted to say, so um, for those people that are like maybe new to the play to earn space and you're trying to see, hey, is this something that I want to get into? There's a company that I really like. It's called Rainmaker Games. So you go to rmg.io. And they've got their better, better, uh, can't talk, their beta version out. And if you go to their website, you can see that they have tons of partnerships with all these different games that are play to earn. Um, and then they're free. And then you can kind of check them out and see if you like the games. And then you can, you know, it, it's like basically a platform. I know it's centralized. People don't like centralized. But it's a way for people that are just maybe new to this space and you want to check out all the different games. You can go to one website, check it out, and then you could still earn their token, which is Rain, which, uh, and, uh, you know, to be uh, fully transparent, I am invested in, in Rain, and I do have it um, uh, staked. But I do like what the platform is doing and the partnerships they're building with all the play-to-earn games. So something to check out. Very cool. And if I can just turn this into a broader conversation, uh, NFT Tones, what are some of your thoughts on the Gala token itself as they continue to create larger and larger, larger ecosystems as well as more and more utility for the coin? I'm really excited for Gala. I think that as they continue to evolve and add more games to their ecosystem, their coin is only going to have more value because those NFTs being tradable, like sure, as I was playing the games, like it does seem a little bit pay to win, but if you're good enough when you get that skill and don't forget, even on spider tanks, you can use a controller. So it, really is more skill-based and like it makes it more fun because like when you're playing with fans and competing like you earn and like being able to earn is so much more different because like even if you earn a skin or something that you can sell you're still earning some kind of gala token right and then you could possibly trade that for another nft or do other things that allow you to potentially get involved in other games in the ecosystem that'll allow you to earn potentially even more money so even those free to earn players in spider tanks could eventually work up to a tank and then get more earnings from the tank that they bought. 
So it's really an interesting concept. Very cool. And I'd like to shout out our listeners. If there's anything, any specific play to earn or NFT projects you want us to deep dive into, comment that in the live chat or down below on the video. That way we can either cover it later this episode or later in the week when we have NFT tones on every single Friday. But I want to say smash that like button, show us some love, let the algorithm pump this thing out to as many people as possible, as Johnny Crypto always says. And we'll hop into our next article for today, which is that most Americans aren't doing anything about inflation, but can Bitcoin help? We had some really interesting surveys done by Gold IRA Guide, which has brought new light to how Americans are preparing themselves against inflation. The United States has reached an all-time high of 8.5% inflation rate. That's the highest since the early 1980s. And 90% of Americans have expressed concern over rising inflation. But this report found that only 79, sorry, this report found that 79% of Americans have taken zero action to hedge themselves against inflation. So all the people listening on our live stream, you are way ahead of the game. 9.4% of Americans have diversified into precious metals such as gold and silver. 5.3% have bought into real estate. And only 4.9% of Americans have delved into cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and of course our fan favorite, XRP. I think the perfect the perfect person to start with here would be Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, how do you feel that Americans are under leveraged when it comes to hedges against inflation because we know it's coming and we're already experiencing it now? You know, I, personally, I feel terrible. I feel bad because a lot of people are going to get wrecked because they're not preparing, they're not paying attention, they're trusting all the fake news, right, and believing what's going on there. And this data shows you. I mean, I actually, to be honest with you guys, when you showed that number, I was like, holy shit, I did not expect it to be that high. I was really hoping, I really thought more people were preparing because there's been a lot of talk from a lot of people, influencers about make sure you've got gold and silver in your bags. And they've been talking about that for years on TV. So I actually thought it would have been a little higher. Um, this is really, really sad to be honest with you that it's that low abs. Um, um, I feel bad for people, but I will tell you in my community, my friends, my family, I've been pushing gold and silver like crazy for years, have a bunch of it in my bags. I encourage people to get it in physical as well as in their 401ks if they can and i'm also going to be starting you know to add bitcoin eventually um when i exit out of my alts i'll be going into some bitcoin as well i'd love to go to the node defender next mario 90 percent of americans express concerns over rising inflation yet 80 percent of those people have not done anything to hedge themselves to profit off that inflation coming in what do you think the disconnect is here do you think people don't know how to leverage themselves do you think they're not paying attention to these narratives or they just don't know what to do. I'm not sure. What are your thoughts? Well, I, th I think it's because of the way that, that mainstream media paints the picture, right? And the government paints the picture because the government hasn't said that this, something, this is something to be skeptical about. They've been saying, yeah, it's transitory. Then, yeah, there's some inflation. And now they're finally saying, oh, wow, yeah, the inflation is getting a little high. So people, people that follow those narratives, people that listen to mainstream media constantly, people that pay attention to what the Fed is saying and don't really kind of try to do their own research and, and really try to see what is actually going on behind the scenes. They're not really aware, unfortunately. They're not aware that this is what's actually going on. And so they haven't been able to get their mindset so that they can be prepared for what, what's happening right now. I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that going to the supermarket has gotten substantially more expensive. I'm sure people have noticed that filling up your gas tank has gotten significantly more expensive. But when you have the people that you're supposed to be trusting telling you that this is transitory, and if you trust them, then you're going to be like, ah, you know what? It's probably it's probably transitory. So they're not preparing themselves. I the, the way that I look at it, everything is in the bubble. 
you know, real estate is in the bubble. The stock market was in the bubble. Crypto is in the bubble. Uh, inflation is, is, is just going through the roof. It's in a bubble. Everything's going to have to explode or implode. And I just don't see no more money is going to get printed. In my opinion, I don't think they're going to print any more money. So I don't see anything economic wise pushing or driving the, the crypto market up any further than it already has. So that's why I keep saying that I feel like we're just going to continue this downtrend until everything kind of pops and things kind of reset. The market needs a reset in, in general. Yeah, it's it's really it's really sad, like Johnny was saying, um, because it, what it really comes down to is like what Mario's saying is like the media and what the media portrays, right? And then uh, people, for the most part, like just trust what the government says to them. So even though they're going to the stores and they're spending more money, and maybe they see a story about inflation, um, they don't even understand really what that means or even how to fix it. But it's crazy. Like Coach is always talking about this, what we pay attention to. But like the other day, I walked into a room of coworkers and everybody's talking about Amanda Heard and Johnny Depp and the trial. And they knew all the different details. And uh, I brought up the Fed meeting and everybody looked at me like I was an alien, right? Like, what are you talking about? Why would you want to talk about the Fed meeting? Like everybody was all into Amanda Heard and what Johnny Depp's doing, but they don't understand that that's what they're giving their energy to. And in the meantime, you know, they were printing money into oblivion and then now they turn the printing machine off and inflation is going through the roof and it, it's affecting them, but they don't see it. Right. And so, but I think as more and more people like people that are here watching our show become awake and they understand what's going on, um, you know, we can direct them or they can hear us talking about it and it'll fix that. Right. They can hear us talking about different cryptocurrencies and how to hedge against inflation. I um, mean, I think it'll make a difference. So hopefully. Right. Yeah, and what's really interesting about this chart is that only 3% of people had bought Bitcoin and 1.7% had bought Ethereum. These numbers are so, so, so small, especially for a first world country like America. You'd think that there'd be larger exposure than a third world country, but we're still seeing less than 5% across the board. Jackie, I know you have some comments. What are some of your thoughts? Um, first, shout out to Billy. We absolutely love Billy. Um, hope you're doing well, brother. We love you. Um yeah, I, I was going to make a comment actually on kind of a lot of stuff that Mario and Gonzo were saying. I think a lot of people um, after we just, I mean, if we're looking at our timeline, right, um, we just came out of a situation where the government came and saved and was just, you know, printing money to people who were struggling, things like that. So I think, I think a lot of people have that in their minds of like, well, I'll just get saved again, you know? So even though inflation's high, going higher and, um, you know, things are hard, I I bet a, a lot of people are expecting exactly what Mario had said, another print. But I, I agree with Mario, I don't think it's coming. So I really think that this is an attack on the middle class because that is, you know, I think the middle class here is gonna break and that we're seeing that because this is what's affecting them the most, right? So the inflation is, you know, it's hitting them at the hardest. And this is where we're going to kind of start see those two extremes start to form very, very low and very, very high. Um, and that's, I don't know, that's my opinion. That's what I do think is going to happen because that's, um, that they're trying to break the system. Right. And, you know, it's all falling upon the backs of the middle class right now. And eventually it's not going to be sustainable. I totally agree, Jackie, and I think it's always an attack on the middle class, especially when you're talking about inflation and raising interest rates. But we're going to hop into our next article for today, which is another NFT slash play to earn article. 
Uh, that's the wrong screen. We want to show Ando's screen. Ando, the floor is yours. Oh, for three. You're muted. <laughs> I keep doing that. All right. So I'm just too tired. I've been up all night. So um, anyway, land sale for alluvium, which I think is huge. This is major. Everybody is paying attention to this. So I definitely recommend taking the putting time to put this on your map. So the land sale begins on June 2nd, 9 p.m. UTC. Going to have to convert that because I haven't done the time conversion yet. But basically how they're doing this is they're going to release new batches of plots every hour. And each batch will contain 278 plots and each batch will last for two hours. So how this is working is basically it'll have a declining price model. So with the price of the plots decreasing by 2.5% every minute, this leads to an estimated price reduction of 30% after one hour. Why is this so important? Because these NFTs, these lands, they start at 2E. Then their tier 2 lands start at 6E, tier 3, 20E, tier 4, 80E. What's the difference? These lands allow you to actually make passive revenue, passive income. And the higher tier land you get, the more money you can possibly potentially make. So, so how much, Ando, just to like hone in on that part of it, what kind of passive income are we talking about? Are we talking about a legitimate stream of passive income here? So as of right now, it's unknown, but it's to be to be expected that it will possibly be like a legitimate revenue income because you're constantly mining and getting resources that you can sell because these lands produce resources that other free players can't get. So if we look here, in, at this minimap, free land that is not connected to revenue shared. This land will be similar to a tier four land, meaning that if you have, it would have higher outputs, but it doesn't have unique landmarks. And as you can see, as you get higher uh, tier lands, they get a production boost. So you're producing more with those highest lands having arenas, but those are auctions. So those could go for, who knows, even more than 80 ETH. They could go for 100 ETH. God knows. There's only two of those being sold so it's kind of just insane tones are, are they going to use the gala token to make these purchases or just trade um, it because i'm wondering are we going to get a price bump in gala as we get closer to july so it's going to be in eth or silv so eth or alluvium or s silver alluvium whatever you want to call it oh i'm sorry yeah i, I don't know why i said gala i meant alluvium you got it <laughs> No, you're good. I you were just talking about it, so. And awesome. as you can see, landowners earn revenue by producing fuel used for in-game transactions. The value of fuel will not be stable. Instead, the fuel cost for all game actions will remain the same, leaving it up to players to determine the appropriate value. So, depending on what the community thinks the appropriate value for different types of fuel and stuff, it could vary. Awesome. And can you just reiterate what game you're talking about and the land purchase? Uh, I'm talking about Alluvium and the land sale date is on June 2nd. And the base, the base starting price is 2 ETH. But you got to remember that after uh, every hour it, or every couple minutes, it's dropping by 2.5%. And after an hour, it could possibly drop by 30%. So keep that in mind. The longer you wait, potentially, the cheaper you can get it for it. 
But the suit, if you want it fast without it selling fat or selling out, then you want to jump on it as soon as it releases, even if you are paying slightly more for it. But you you are guaranteed to get the NFT. And if it's something you really want, then I recommend going for it off the drop so that then you don't have to worry about it losing it at lower prices. But as always, not financial advice, do your own research and do your own thing. Very cool, Ando. And our next article is also NFT related. So I'm going to go to you first on this next topic. We have Grand Theft Auto 6 leak. Will GTA 6 have a Bitcoin style cryptocurrency within the game? A recent leak suggests that Grand Theft Auto 6 will release sometime during the second half of 2024. And rumors are doing the rounds that GTA 6 will have a Bitcoin style cryptocurrency inside the game where users can earn while completing missions. Very, very cool. And I think we're going to see more of this going forward. It's also rumored that the crypto transactions in the game would remain anonymous and not reflect the player's main account. And this will be the first time that GTA will incorporate cryptocurrencies into their game. Gone, uh, sorry, NFT Tones, I would love to start with you again. What are some of your thoughts on the mainstream adoption of not only NFTs, but cryptocurrencies? And do you think this could be huge for people in our generation who play these games and getting more and more exposure to this type of stuff? Yeah, I don't think people realize how huge of an opportunity this is for gaming. I know most YouTubers and gamers hate NFTs because they don't understand them. They think it's another cash grab like loot boxes. But I feel like NFTs are so much different. They add so much more value and so does a crypto coin. Having a crypto coin in a game that you can earn by completing missions, you're earning literally legit money by playing Grand Theft Auto. Imagine robbing a bank and using that money to actually pay yourself out or doing a heist or something. Like some We're of these going things, for a walk. Some of these things are really insane and like I I really love it. So like I'm excited if this rumor is true because this could be really interesting. And it's exciting to see Rockstar, a big company, start to actually get involved into these games because this is not something small. We're talking about a huge company. And as we well know, or as we're well aware, Square Enix recently sold their company to get more involved into blockchain and crypto. They sold their uh, Western gaming company. So it's really interesting to see what's coming along and what is possible here. Yeah, Gonzo, I'd like to go to you next. NFT Tones brought up something really important, which is that Rockstar Games are known to think ahead and incorporate all the happenings in the real world into their games. And we're seeing mainstream, or at least the beginning of mainstream adoption taking place with cryptocurrencies. It's it's not a surprise to see them incorporating into video games like this, but what are some of your thoughts? I think it just depends, right? Because I'm reading it and I didn't read the article earlier, but it says like a Bitcoin. So it depends. Is it actually on the blockchain? Because if it's on the blockchain and it's actual a real cryptocurrency, that can move off of the game, then that's great, right? But then if it's a closed loop, right? And if it's just like um, their own currency that only can be used within the game, it's the whole issue that uh, Vivi had, right? With the jewels, right? Where uh, before they were transitioning over to IMX, um, it was a closed system. So if you got these jewels, you, you couldn't do anything but buy the NFTs. You couldn't pull the jewels off and you were just kind of stuck with them. So it just depends on how they do it. They have to do it right, right? So if it's like uh, an actual blockchain and and the currency can move on and off onto exchanges and stuff like that, then yeah, I think it's a good thing. But if it's just a currency that's used within the game, then that that isn't really something new. We've seen that before, right? Uh, in other games, so it just depends on how they roll it out. Hopefully, it's the it's the it's the latter where um, it, it is an actual blockchain. It, it is an actual cryptocurrency that they attach it to. 
um, and not just like a closed uh, loop. That's a, that's very interesting. You brought that up because we actually have quotes in this article addressing exactly that. It said may, many game players on Twitter suggested that Rockstar Games should launch their crypto after GTA 6 is released, and the main currency inside the game would be in the online section of their website. We have a quote down here that says, imagine Rockstar Games introducing their own crypto token after the release of GTA 6 and using it, using it as the main currency in their online section. Your your crypto wallet would be connected to the game, so it would be an actual currency similar to Gala, just like Gonzo had mentioned. I'll leave the floor open to Jackie, Johnny, or Mario. However you'd like to comment, feel free, and then we'll keep the ball rolling. I was just going to add, I think that as soon as, as soon as there's more clarity, this, this will happen to any game. Like I, I really believe that any game can benefit from having a, some kind of digital currency because that will allow the players to engage more. Um, they'll have skin in the game. They'll be able to play, make some money, take their money out, take profits if they want to sell their stuff for profit. Um, NFT drops for like special items within the game could be huge as well. So as soon as there's more clarity, and I think the clarity needs to come from the U.S. because that's sort of the U.S. is is that one nation that the entire world looks towards. So I, I, as soon as there's more clarity and and you know games don't or game designers or GTA in this case Rockstar they don't feel like the SEC is going to come after them if they release a token, then this could open the door or maybe they just take a chance and and be the the first big big players in the space to do it and and kind of lead by example that could open the door to to a lot of other designers to also do the same and this could be huge for for crypto and and gaming in general it yep, could be man. the ripple for gaming right it'll be the ripple for gaming if they do it that would be pretty cool and if you're enjoying this content show us some love smash that like button every single one of their social medias are linked below and i know nft tones is going to be hosting a live event of him gaming i think that's this weekend so if you're interested in that, please go follow him on Twitter so you can get live access to his stream. But NFT Tones, I'm going to kick it back to you for some more play-to-earn slash NFT information. So floor is yours. I hit the unmute button this time. Let's go. All right. You're so, one for four. Yeah, one for four. <laughs> Let's go. 25%. That's why you don't stay up all night. All right. So first up is my – ah, yeah, there we go. So first up. Top, this is basically 12 of the best AAA blockchain games out right now. And they're not playable, but this is what is looking like the top 12 best ones. So first up, we got Project Quantum, which is an MMO first-person looter shooter game. And it's on the Binance Smart Chain. So the game isn't live yet. Like I said, none of these games are. But they're really interesting to see what's coming up. Because most of these games you see are clicker-based games. But... Here, these are full-on games. Phantom Galaxies, they actually have a playable de uh, demo or beta, whatever you want to call it, if you have the NFTs for it, which I think last I saw were 15, 20 bucks. So they're not even that expensive. Aori is another AAA type game where it's kind of like Pokemon where they battle and stuff. And it's actually really interesting because eventually the Aoris will be able to be sold. So then we have Sidus Eros, which is an MMORPG space-themed uh, play-to-earn game. And remember, all these games are played to earn because they're on crypto or whatever you want to call it. So Shrapnel is like a first-person uh, game kind of um, similar to Call of Duty, Halo, and Star Wars. And the game allows people to compete in extraction events. So I'm presuming it might be like a battle royale or something similar to that. Um, I'm not really sure. As another game 
that is looking like very big is Inferno. And it's a divide comedy inspired NFT metaverse developed by the game studio Clarity Games. Clarity Games is joint venture between Alpha Signal Capital and Coin Operating Group. The game deploys a battle arena genre with a dark fantasy theme. So it sounds like that's a Dark Souls type game. So there's many different games coming out here. Another big one, as you can see, is Big Time. And this is supposed to be huge. They have the uh, demo or beta out right now, alpha, whatever you want to call it. And people are enjoying the hell out of this game. So as you can see, there's many more. It goes up to 12. We got Guild of Guardians. We got Cryor. We even have Alluvium over here, which is an auto battler, Star Atlas, and Cornucopia. And Cornucopia, I definitely want to mention because it is looking like a huge, huge metaverse that has me really excited. So definitely pay attention to some of these huge metaverses. Awesome. Thank you, NFT Tones. I'm not sure if anybody in the group has any questions. Can I just get a thumbs up or a thumbs down from, from you guys about questions? Questions? No question. I, I have more of just a comment. I just want to say to everybody out there that uh, NFT Tones is actually not 12 years old. He is a, uh, an adult age. <laughs> just for those of you who uh, were in the comments last week or why we have a 12-year-old on, he's not 12. He's much older than that. And I'm 24 as an FYI. And hopefully the content that he's providing here, you're seeing adds value for, for this generation of kids that will just sit at home and play games. It's freaking crazy. I, I really do think that is the future. Most people don't understand that there's a lot of – most people think, like I said, that they're just gotchas or loot boxes that they buy. But pe most people buy that shit already. And I hate to say it. Most people spend thousands of dollars. Do you know how much money Fortnite makes? So – if you're buying skins, why aren't you buying NFTs that are skins that you can sell? To me, it kind of just makes no sense. And I think that's why people need to really kind of loosen up and understand this before they talk about it. Because it's not just another cash grab. At least I don't believe it is. I really think that NFTs bring true value to gaming and that they can truly expand. Awesome. And for our listeners out there, let's have some fun. I want you to predict who is the youngest on the stream right now. Is it Jackie? Is it NFT Tones? Is it me? The world may never know, but I'd love to hear. We're going to hop into our next article for today, which is a very, very interesting article. We have Elon Musk secures funding from crypto-friendly Binance, Sakota, and Fidelity to buy Twitter. $7.1 in new financing commitments to fund his acquisition of Twitter, including several crypto-based companies which included Binance donating $500 million. We had AH Capital doing $400 million, Fidelity committing $300 million, and Sakota Capital, a very crypto-friendly firm, committing $800 million to help Elon Musk purchase Twitter. I have an amazing quote I want to read from Binance down here, which says, We hope to be able to play a role in bringing social media and Web3 together and broadening the use of adoption of cryptocurrencies and blockchain around the world. Very cool stuff here. Johnny Crypto, you're the perfect person to start off with. Then we'll kick it to Jackie. What are some of your thoughts on the adoption of crypto and the, the way that crypto and Twitter are going to merge in the future? I think, first of all, this is great that we got the answer to your question. So this is good. You guys got the answer right. Johnny Crypto is the youngest at heart anyway. Um, so thank you for that. But um, no, Abs, this is actually wonderful, <coughs> wonderful news to see that, you know, Twitter is a very influential space for for actually crypto right it's huge and the fact that it's now has crypto friendly welcoming uh folks that are going to be investing into it i think you're going to see it, it become more of an advocate for crypto and to continue 
to uh there we go <laughs> we gotta vote for jackie um i think i think you couldn't ask for a better thing because like crypto i'll be honest with you, twitter was feeling for a while when dorsey was running it like you had to kind of watch what you were saying or doing and if you were doing things wrong you know you could get banned and i'm hoping that as elon comes in and as these crypto friendly companies come in you're going to see a more more promotion or advocation for free speech and for crypto, I think this is wonderful news. And if you're a crypto advocate like we are, for me, this this just this great. It's something I want to see. I'd love to see this carry over to all the other social media platforms as well. So this is good news for the crypto industry today. Yep, and we do have some very interesting updates that Binance is going to work to bring in the adoption of crypto through this Twitter partnership. Jackie, the floor is yours. Yeah, I love to see stuff like this as well. Um, just just more adoption, more awareness to the space. I, I am really curious to see uh, where Twitter will go now um, with Elon Musk behind it. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, Twitter's like such a crypto hub, you know, it's that's the only social media that I ever use. And it's not even, you know, I don't even use it for for my uh, personal use. It's mainly just to follow others and see what's going on in the crypto space. It's just like mainly a research tool for me. But I, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I definitely think all this adoption, all this um, kind of joining forces together at this grand scale is really a good thing as well. Awesome, Jackie. And we did. We brought the heat today. We got some play to earn. We got some major market topics. For anybody out there listening, show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to close this thing out the same way we always do. I want to say thank you to Mr. Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Mario. Thank you, NFT Tones. And thank you, Jackie. Another amazing show. And it's going to be a long weekend. We will see you guys in 71 hours. But we'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us Get your us shit together. Let's go. Let's what go. is this picture, Johnny? Look at that. And hey, look at that, folks. The now you can see where all the money comes on your Congress. Now you know who they really represent. <laughs>